Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem. It's the podcast that takes a look behind the scenes of the fantasy football industry through interviews with some of your faves in the biz. For this episode, I talked with Kevin Coleman, not Tevin Coleman, of Football Guys and the Devi Royale podcast. On this one, he talked with me about winning the Tags Rising Star Award, becoming a Debbie degenerate, living in Alaska while being a Cowboys fan, eight-minute videos taking three hours to do, the many storylines of college football, and much more. Make sure to follow Kevin on Twitter at dubboys underscore 22. You can follow me on Twitter at thecaseykasem, as well as the podcast at getreal underscore pod. This podcast is a proud member of the DAP Network. This episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem is sponsored by my rad patrons on Patreon. You can become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash caseykasem. That's K-A-C-E-Y-K-A-S-E-M. Patrons will get access to members-only live streams of some of the episodes of the show, the ability to leave voicemail questions for upcoming guests, contests, and much more. The Patreon is in the works at the moment, but over the next few months, more content will be dropped. Thank you to everyone who supports the podcast with a small membership fee each month. Okay, now with that out of the way, let's check out my chat with Kevin Coleman. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to have a fellow Cowboys fan on the yes. show. Like, much needed. I keep getting, like, Bears fans. And, like, <laughs> like uh, come on now. So I feel really happy to have you on, Kevin. Yes. If you guys don't know Kevin, uh, you need to know Kevin. You're about to learn about Kevin. But, um, Kevin, before we get into, like, fantasy football and life and everything else, I wanted to start with something that I think is really, really awesome. And I'm sure people listening really want to know more about it. But you were named the recipient of the first ever Tags Rising star award and we all know of how awesome mike tagliere was and is and how he was just a an amazing human being right we all know that and and it's so awesome to be able to see something like this come out of you know the tragedy that happened that Mm -hmm. you know he's able to kind of pass on a little bit of his legacy to someone else um how did it feel to get the award like i can't i'm like shaking (laughs) as i'm talking about this but you know, it, um, yeah, no. So I appreciate you having me on. I, you know, I think uh, it's so funny. One day I was sitting on Twitter, which I shouldn't be because it's just not a good spot to be sometimes. And like, also, I get this message uh, from Pat um, Fitzmorris from Fantasy Pros and who I've talked to a few times and I've kind of went over and he's a super nice guy. Like, I love Pat. Um, and he's like, hey, Kevin, just you might not know what this is, but I just want to let you know, like, we gave you this award. And like for when he, when he can kind of explain why he did it. And then, um, you know, initially I was like, I actually put like, do you have the right person? Like, I, I know there's a few <laughs> Kevins out here. Like it just to me, because I'm still that guy two years ago that like, I just was here to talk fantasy and football because of COVID hit. And I was just kind of like, I had no aspirations to do any of this. Um, and so like, it kind of hit me. It was really kind of rewarding just to know that like people out there respect what I do, but also with tags, because tags was such a such a good person and just kind of a giant in like the space and the industry in terms of just work ethic, I think. And that's all I've ever wanted to kind of do is like, Hey, I'm just going to work really hard and then I'll let it be where it is. Like, you know, if you don't like my stuff, that's okay. But at least you know that it's coming from a place of like hard work. And I, I, I think that, um, I was very um, appreciative for sure uh, of, of that. And then it's still, it's still kind of weird to me. Like when people are, Oh, you're the tags of work guy. And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay with that. Like, and, and in my opinion, like if that's all I am, I did it. 
that's fine because yeah. of like what he was. And I think uh, it, it was a, it was rewarding because you know, you, you know how it is in this space. You put a lot of work in and you don't even know if anybody's reading your shit. Like you just kind of yeah. like, like, I hope I, I, is, are people reading this? Like, and I used to say that to people like, Oh yeah, yeah, it's fine. But I'm like, are they really? Cause then, it, then, then you go into it. So I think it was just kind of rewarding, but it was also um, an honor to get something like that named after him. And you said you've only been on Twitter for, you know, since the pandemic started up. And why did you decide Twitter was a place you needed to put your presence? (laughs) Oh, now you see, you're going to, my wife (laughs) is yelling at me for this too right now. I I, I would think, uh, you know, when the pandemic hit, I'm a teacher, so we were out. So that March, I just remember there. And then, um, and, and you're a big sports fan. I mean, I listened to this pod. I remember you, I remember the first one I listened to was on my way down there with Russ. I found it on Twitter. And um, I'm a big Cowboy fan. And like right about two weeks or a week before the pandemic hit uh, or when everything shut down, my grandma passed away. And my grandma was a huge Raiders fan. And so like me being a Cowboys fan, uh, we always would talk shit to each other. My grandma was me. Like she kind of I didn't have a dad growing up. My mom was really my presence. But my grandma was kind of that person I just went and talked to. And so like a week before all of this happened, like you know, it just, everything shut down. And then I lost my grandma and then we couldn't do a funeral because of all the stuff that happened. So we ended up, she cremated and like, and then that was a really tough part of my life. And I'm sitting at home doing nothing. And me and my wife trying to do some to do's around the house or like, we actually tried to sand our, uh, our cabinets down. You'd laugh about this and almost caused a divorce because it just <laughs> doesn't work. Like it just, mm-hmm. it doesn't work. And so like, I was like, you know what? I'm not, I don't know what to do. And so like I had been on Twitter kind of, but I had to create a new account just because I think I just forgot my password. That's because I just never looked. And I don't know if you know John Bauer from Dynasty Theory. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in a league with him. Well, I was in a league with him and in that time and he'd always post his stupid Twitter stuff and like I'd see it and stuff. So I just started following him and I just started kind of like in that march and just to, just to fill time. That's really all I was doing. Um, and then it kind of turned into a couple of things and, uh, I would just kind of send us some takes and, and I sent a few articles into sites as I told my wife, I was like, I think, I think I could do this. It's just, we have time now and I can kind of sit down and do it. And it just kind of snowballed from there and, and it's positives, negatives. Uh, but it really just started with having nothing to do, losing my grandma and needing kind of an outlet. And I've met a few people at that time that lost some people. Um, my buddy, Mark in Chicago, who's just some random guy from Chicago. He lost his mom around a year, like around that anniversary around that time. And so like we kind of connected. And so it, it does have some positive things because you can kind of work through grief with random people. But I know that sounds weird, but it actually helps. Like, what hey, you're dealing you're dealing with this too. And so like, it kind of just did that. And that's why I always have to refer back to like, I'm here because of that. Like, I'm not here to people use a stupid phrase, like Twitter famous. Like that's not like, I don't, (laughs) I don't care about that. Like I've met some real like lasting relationships on the app. So like that, I think is um, why I started it. Well, the Twitter famous thing, you know, it's interesting because, you know, they'll look at a follower count, how many people follow you a lot of times. And well, you did, come into the game, you know, a few years ago and you grow, grew a following very quickly. Um, you were able to get your work out and, and, and work with some really awesome people. But how did that go about when you started putting out content? I know you said you applied to different sites or sent them things, but exactly what were the details with how you went about that? Um, it's a grind, man. Like, I think people <laughs> don't get like, like, you know, up until, 
last year or like even like even like this January, I had like maybe three thousand followers. Like, and it wasn't like I didn't get, I could give a shit. Like, I really don't care about it. But I think when you first start, like I have a lot of people reach out to me, and I I've even kind of directed some people the last couple of weeks. They say, hey, I really want to get involved. And and I, I was talking to, I posted something on, on Twitter about this. I said I don't even know, like it's so different now than it was two years ago. Like two years ago, I just started looking for spots and um, fantasy champions. I, I think they're still around there. said, Hey, we need riders. So I kind of got involved with them. And then um, David uh, Stidham, he's from, he started a kind of a company called Hammercast. And I, I have him to thank for everything because he's like, Hey dude, listen, we're just getting started, but you can do whatever you want. Like you want to do Debbie, go ahead. If you want to do YouTube, go ahead. You want to do podcasts, go ahead. Like I'll let you do whatever. You just tell me what you need. And, and I honestly, I wouldn't be here without him because he's like, Hey, go. And I learned so much. Just, I got to invite people on. So I just started inviting random people on, on, on from Twitter and learning from them. And me and my buddy, Nick Scripp, uh, P2W fantasy. We talk about this all the time. We started doing podcasts. like on our phone. Like I had like a phone and like, and I'm trying to like record and, and it was just really like, that's how I started. And then I think it's really important to establish what you want to do. Like, I think for me, college football is my, my life. Like I love college football and, and I like fantasy, but to me, my passion is college football. And so like, I knew that that probably is not an avenue that you're going to grow very fast. Like you're just not, because it's just, you know, you can do redraft analysis and you'll be fine. Like that you're going to grow because that's the knit. That's not a knit. That's a market. Like, um, and so like, for me, I said, you know what, if I'm going to spend all this time doing all this content, I'm going to do something that I love doing. And I think, um, and I think sometimes you can forget that. And I definitely had throughout the, my you know career in this space. Um, but it, it just started with that. I said, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I just started kind of inviting, going on podcasts and, and looking for guys and trying to reach out to people um, and, and, and kind of going there. And I don't have it all figured out, especially at the beginning. I definitely didn't have it all figured out. I was kind of just winging it and going through. Um, but then you get new opportunities. And that's how I ended up at places I have, just by the opportunities that people give me. So what kind of content were you putting out at first and like what form of media were you putting out? So writing. So I just basically did writing uh, and that's where I started. And I basically just did articles. I did re uh, weekly redraft articles. My first piece, and I'm going to, I'm going to plug myself because you know, we have egos in this space. No, I, it was, uh, so Justin Jefferson was one of my favorite prospects coming out of, uh, out of, out of college. Cause I was a big college guy and I, I followed it. I said that he would be a value in your redraft league. And I remember this article I wrote and because before that, Justin Jefferson, everybody needs to know, like people were very high on Justin Jefferson coming out of college, like in terms of like redrafts and all that. And so I remember just writing that and that kind of got me a little plug. And then I just basically did writing. Like that's, that's really what I did. I didn't start doing any of the, I mean, I guessed it on podcasts, but I didn't host. And you know how big of a ho hosting is a whole nother like, yeah, <laughs> like trying to figure out like how to do graphics, how to do audio, like all of that. Like I didn't start doing that for like a year. Like I really just honed in on writing and guesting. And that's all I did at the beginning. And guesting on podcasts, uh, that gives you experience behind the mic and, and learning, you know, how to be on film and stuff. Did you have nerves going into podcasting or, or what was going through your mind before you started? Oh man. Yeah. Oh, oh you should have seen my desk. Like I, I was, I was so nervous going to like my first couple of podcasts that like I had notes like freaking taped up everywhere. Cause I didn't have like a nice computer yet. Like I hadn't invested in like kind of the audio stuff. So I had like my laptop and I got notes like, okay, if you ask me this, this is where I'm going to go. Like I tried to be as like, just as, as as just as prepared as possible not saying i'm not prepared anymore but like you want to try to get as prepared as you can but being a teacher i do already kind of have that i can talk in front of people so i didn't really have that i think for me like 
Um, one thing my grandma taught me, and it kind of goes back to her because she's a driving force in my life, was like everything you do, you put your name to it. So like name, she's Portuguese. So she had really like culture wise and like that. But that last name for her was very important. And she'd always just stress to me that like whatever you put out needs to be 110 percent. And so like, that's how I kind of approach like podcasting and all this kind of stuff. But that can also be a detriment to your mental health sometimes because you're trying to be perfect in a space that you can't be perfect in. And I think that is also <laughs> what I struggle with because fantasy, you can't be perfect with it. Um, and so when I started, I just try to be as perfect as I can. And, and I definitely, and it got better with reps, I think timing wise and like going on with different people. Um, mm -hmm. but even then, you know, you probably, you've guessed it plenty of times. Sometimes those pods, you don't vibe, you know, you're not that yeah. person, that personality doesn't fit. Right. So you got to learn how to kind of maneuver a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. There's all different kinds of personalities you're dealing yeah. with and, and setups and how people like things run or not run or whatever. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, had, had anybody ever told you prior to doing that, that you have a voice for podcasting? Uh, you have a really nice tone to your voice. When I listen to podcasts, I like to hear, like, I don't know. I like to feel like this is something I want to keep listening to. Uh, no, no, I just kind of winged it out here, Casey. I, I didn't really like, you know how, like it, it, for me, like, it's so hard for me to listen back to my, my podcast because yes. I hate my voice so much. Like I hate it. Like it's that meme with that lady that's going, Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It kind of sounded good. Mm -hmm. Like I, I struggle with that. Um, but uh, you know, I think just from a teaching perspective, I knew I could do it. And so now it was all right. I need to make sure I'm prepared enough to do it. Uh, and then I kind of go through and then even go into like the credential program. Like I used to have a class where if you said, um, you'd have to buy the class donuts. Like we used to do little things like that, that have prepared I, me in a public speaking role. Yeah. I remember stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And then I'd be like, oh gosh, don't say, um, don't say, um, and then it's like, um, 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 yep. <laughs> so yeah, totally get that. Um, but, um, so <laughs> putting out content is, um, does take up a lot of time. How, when you first started, how did you navigate that whole situation? I did not. So that is one area that I, I caution people with. Like you can get burned out super fast in this space. And I think the drive to, I don't know what it is about social media and all that stuff. Like I think the drive to um, grow as fast as you can and compete can definitely hurt your, your, your mental health a little bit, but also like, for me, I had to nail down a schedule. Like I have two kids, a wife, like that's my most important thing, my family. And I said, okay, I, I got to get a schedule. Like early on my job, I was thought was to get out as much stuff as I could and, and make a presence. And I think a lot of people do that early on, which I understand. Like that's really, there's so many people. And really like, I laugh when people say like, I don't really necessarily call myself an analyst. Like, yeah, I do it. Like I'm a fan first. And then I'm also an analyst too. Anybody can do this. And, I, but I also hate when everybody said anybody could do this. Cause that's kind of <laughs> bullshit too. Not everybody can do it well. Like not everybody can sit down and sit and do it. Like just for, for everybody listening, if you really want to get it, it's like for, for an article. So I do a big board article this for football guys every week. I, I rank the top 36 guys in college football. I do spotlights, values, and all of this. It, realistically, that takes me about two days. Saturday night, I sit down when my kids go to bed and from like eight to 11, I'm ranking and I'm doing spotlights. Sunday night, same thing. Monday morning, I get up, I figure this out. And that's one article that's basically, and it's free for everybody that has football guys, but that's one article that 
is a lot of work. And, and I think early on, like, I think one thing that can differentiate yourself instead of writing 10 articles, write one really good one. And then just put that out. And I think that's one thing when I first started, I was writing a lot of articles thinking that's the way to do it. And if I could go back, I wouldn't, but it did give me reps. And I did kind of go or work through the reps of like how, what I wanted to do. And I found out what I was good at writing and writing styles and those type of things. And I used to write, I don't write anymore, but I know that writing is one of those things where you don't want to be too, you don't want to use too much jargon and terms yeah. that people aren't going to understand and things like that. And you have a really good way of putting out content that is relatable, uh, that we can take in and actually understand what's going on. And it's not just like stats thrown at you. So yeah. um, why do you think that it's important to come at writing or putting out any kind of content that way? Yeah, writing so hard. Uh, and it's it's one of those things. The way I looked at content creation, even from the beginning, I'm not a smart man, Casey. Like, I'm really not. Like, I'm not. I'm a very, like... Come on. Man, no, yes, sir. Don't be uh, like that. No, I'm really just, like, I, when I look at fantasy numbers, like, I'm like my brother who's a very casual guy. Like, he'll text me. Tell me who to take now. I don't need anything else. And so, like, when I look at it from that perspective, I'm always like, okay... People like I can't be Matthew Berry who gives those long silico you know, siloquies of like life and all that stuff because I'm not that. Yeah. And I'm also not a numbers guy, really like an analytics guy. Like I see the value. I can I, I can try to teach you it. But the way I look at it is like I write for the casual people like myself, who's like who has two kids and a full time job. And it's like, listen, what do I need to know? tell me what to do, which I think is lacking in the space. Like, I think a lot of analysts out there tell people what they should know, like, okay, this is what you should know. But then when it comes down to telling people what they should do, they stay away from that because then they get their, their receipts called back. And, and you kind of, you talk about, okay, how does that look? Where does it come from? Um, and, and I think that's part of it. And I, and I think like learning how to tell a story. So that's one thing Fitz told me, like when he picked me for the tags award and I think it stood out. He said, Hey, you have a way of teaching people how to play fantasy who've never done it before, but also teaching people things that when they played it for 20 years. And he's like, that's kind of something that we look for. We were looking for in this because you can speak to both sides and that's, and it takes a lot of reps and you got to know how to do it. But I, I really look at it from like, if I was reading my content, would I get something from it? And would I be able to, will someone take something away from it? And can they do something with it? So I always try to finish something with like, Hey, you need to do this and if i miss i'll, I'll re-examine I'll, I'll, and i'll own up to it uh but i do think that that's very important in content not just telling them what they need to know but telling them what they need to do do you think being a teacher helped you with that oh yeah i think i think being a teacher helps me like we lesson plan so we build and so like like any in the classroom like uh, every day uh like I, I structure my classroom like kind of like i structure my articles monday intro day what's happening what's going on Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. Now let's dive into some of the content. Let's go another deeper level, not too deep yet, but this is where we see. So like just in fantasy. Okay. Here's what the trends we're seeing. And in that third, fourth day is essentially the, okay, harder level, deeper level thinking, what can we take from this? And in that fifth day is kind of like the fun day or like, do you do something like artistic or whatever? But in fantasy, it's like, okay, here's what you do. Here's my conclusion based on all that. Go back, check it. And then that's how you build it. So I build my articles, like I build my lessons. And those of you that do want to do content, the building of the article, and Casey can speak to this because she's a great writer. That's the hardest part. 
building the building the article writing it's easy we all have that information that doesn't mm -hmm. matter it's the build like the build is so important like it takes me a while to build articles and sometimes i scrap things because i'm just like well that didn't work because that didn't happen and so you go back so the build is 90 percent of the battle the 10 percent is the is the structure format grammar all that 90 percent is just building that damn thing and making sure it's it's gonna fit right so between podcasting uh and writing which are you more of a fan of or they equal for you uh you know i i've kind of uh for me i love to write and if i have the time to write I, I i enjoy it the timing i think is the hardest thing and so like if i can sit down and write a great article like over the summer i write a lot of spotlights for football guys which is a lot uh, but i have more time because i'm a teacher so i get the summers off so i can sit down and really do it uh i enjoy youtube videos so one thing i've been diving into recently is is a lot more youtube i love podcasting it's fine um but again with my kids it's hard to be like oh i'm gonna be gone for another hour another hour another hour but for youtube like i like building youtube videos now and i've been doing that for basically i've been off and on for basically the entire time i've been in space but like the last month i've been really focusing on our channel building like youtube videos and i, and I find that to be kind of rewarding because they can be 10 minute clips hey here's what you need to know uh, and, but it does take similar, like, don't think that you can just go turn on the mic, everybody out there. Like you do have a lot of background there. Like I, I did a, a YouTube short for football guys this week. It took me basically three hours just to do a like eight minute video. And then you don't see the outtakes too. And we hit record. Right. And then like, we screw it up like four <laughs> times and you're like, damn it. You go to StreamYard, make a new room. Like these, like people don't get that side. Um, yeah. but I have always, I have found that, that, that medium to be a lot of fun because it's challenging and there's different ways you can kind of go towards that content. And I've never put out any kind of content on YouTube. So for so this is great for me to kind of learn. And I can ask the questions that I want to know the yeah. answers to. Cheat code. Um, <laughs> no. So what's something that you wish you would have known going into putting out you, YouTube content? What is like a little thing that you wish you knew prior to putting out the content? So algorithm is key. Like, like people talk about it all the time. Like you can make a great video, but if your thumbnails are crap, no one's going to click on it. And so like those of you out there, like Canva is free. So, or if you're a teacher or an education, you get Canva pro for free. Like all you have to do is use oh, your email. Wow. All you have to do is use your school email. You get Canva pro for free. Like you just have to have it on there. They don't check. They just, you know, they send you the email. You have to click it and say you're there. Mm -hmm. um, and so just learning how to do thumbnails is the most important thing. Like, okay, I have a thumbnail here. What is it? And just going through and like, you can always ask me like, you know, everybody out there listening, you can find me on Twitter. You can go ask me like, and I'm not perfect. I'm not a pro at it, but like, just if, you know, what catches people's attention, what is, what is a good thing about a thumbnail? And that's part of the algorithm. Like they click on that video where it comes from. And there's other little things like in the video, when you upload it, there's a tags column. You should use all 500 characters in that tags. And I think one piece of advice I got recently that was really helpful for us. And we're getting a lot of videos um, viewed based on this is in the tags column, go to Google, not YouTube. So go to Google and let's say you're doing a Jalen Hurts video. So Jalen Hurts, type in Jalen Hurts name on the search bar. And then there are your tags. So it'll, it'll probably say like Jalen Hurts stats. Put that in first because that's what people are Googling when they look at it. So like literally, like I'll just do it real quick. So Jalen Hurts fantasy is the first one. Okay, put that in. Jalen Hurts stats. All right, Jalen Hurts Astros. Who the hell knows why that's on there? But they will look <laughs> it up and the algorithm will kick them to your video if it's in that tag. Like for sometimes it'll pop up that way. So you go to YouTube as well and do it, but actually Google is the number one driver to YouTube content, believe it or not. And so that is one way. 
that's yeah, how I that's, find all my videos. I know, but I, I always just assume I'm old though. So I always I'm just old. assume people people go to YouTube. <laughs> I like go, go to YouTube. YouTube and I'm like, I know. <laughs> and it, they go to YouTube and they search it, but that actually isn't what, you know, I was going through all the stuff. I'm like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. So like just doing that and putting those in there. And then obviously they have the little things that you can do. You can drive traffic from different ways. Um, but like just those, just having a Canva, understanding what thumbnails look like, obviously production matters, how to edit those type of things. Um, but just that algorithm, because they want to see your videos too. And then YouTube's really driving shorts right now. So yeah. YouTube shorts is like TikTok, essentially. They all steal from each other because no one has any creativity. But what YouTube is doing is that they're actually putting a preference for shorts. So your channel is going to get viewed more based on that. So what we're doing is using shorts as kind of a driver for our traffic to our channel. We're getting subs that way. And then they're staying and watching our videos. And like I, I obviously, I try to make it focused on football and those type of things. Um, but we're driving shorts now to our videos uh, and it's and it's kind of working for the most part. And so like that's one other area you can go. And it's all of the algorithm game, which sucks because it should be the content game. But that's just not how it works. Yeah, I know. I hear algorithm all the time. I'm like, I don't know, guys. I really don't know. I don't want to know anything else. Just yeah, just make good things happen, please. <laughs> <laughs> so did you know? So not did you know, but when you type your name into Google and then you type in fantasy football, it always wants to correct it. Do you know what it wants it to correct to? I do not. What is it? What is it? Tevin do you want to change it to Tevin Coleman fantasy oh, okay. football? So I was like, no, I don't. I'm like trying to do research on you and I'm like, whatever. So I learned a, maybe too much about Tevin Coleman. And there's also a there's also a Kevin Coleman, my real my name, and he plays college football. He went to oh. Jackson State. He plays for Dion, but he was going to Florida State and he and he, he decommitted. So I always get that joke. My principal's <laughs> wife actually saw. I went to Jackson State and she sent him a text and she's like, did your teacher leave? And it was Kevin Coleman from um, a football <laughs> player. That's yeah. Yes. That's what happened too. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> you Okay. So you brought up, well, I want to bring up actually something that's a social media platform that was, that's had its waves, but I never got into it because I never got invited to it until it was too mm -hmm. late. So that's Clubhouse was a thing that I probably talked about in like episode 20. Like that was the next big thing. Right. And it yeah. really didn't turn out that way. So go back to episode 20 and listen and see. I don't know what episode it was, but we were like, yeah, it's a new thing. Um, but you were over there and you were doing stuff. Uh, how was that experience? I know it's a little it, different, same as like some things, you know, like you said, stealing from one another, but. I, I, you know, I really like Clubhouse. Uh, me and Nick did it, uh, uh, P2W Fantasy, if you want to find him. And we actually did it, uh, we just did stuff for new content creators. So, like, what we did is, like, and we really do this a lot. Like, we're going to do this again. He's been coaching, so we haven't had time. But uh, we really highlight, like, we said, hey, you know what? We're going to be on for an hour. Come on tell us where you can find you and like, tell us some things you've been working on. If you haven't been in the space, maybe you want to talk about some things. And so um, we use that as like a, not so much a networking uh, tool, but almost like a, Hey, let's go talk. And I think I still remember uh, Garrett Price from Dynasty Nerds and stuff. He hopped in and he was telling people how to get noticed in the space. And like, uh, there was a lot of other guys that like jumped in. And so to me, that was valuable. And not knowing that me and Nick definitely aren't in that echelon of people, but like just trying to get people a start, like, 
I'm not here to be full time. Like I can't, I, I, yeah. I can't do that. So clubhouse allowed us, which I think is good. I think Twitter has Twitter spaces, which is okay too, but you can't really isolate who gets in where clubhouse. Yeah. You could, you could kind of stop the trolls and stop those type of people from coming in. You had to get invited. Uh, I don't know why it flamed out. I think it was a good, interesting idea. But I thought it was I, – I liked it in terms of just that. Like, we did some fantasy yeah. talk, too, and we did some stuff. We did some Debbie spaces in there and stuff like that. Uh, but I think people are just lazy and go into a different app. That's, I think, the reality. Yeah, that's probably why I only <laughs> use Twitter. <laughs> I'm such a loser. Yeah. And I'm like, I should, you know, broaden my horizons and expand out more. But I don't – but for me, the reason – it died out is because I didn't get invited because I had an Android phone and you know, the whole Apple versus Android debacle. Ah, uh, <laughs> so I couldn't get on it until it was too late, <laughs> but it sounds fun. And then I was uh, really jealous of the people who were able, and I know it's still a thing, but it eh, isn't. It, Sorry, I guys. don't know. It's just something we hear. Uh, we hear it still. It's, it's out there. Yeah. Uh, this podcast is never going to be sponsored by Clubhouse. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, anyway, so you brought up earlier your grandma was a Raiders fan and everything, and your handle was Du Bois 22. I guess I can understand what that is about, but let yes. me know exactly what, since we were talking about Cowboys earlier. Yeah, so – yeah, I, I'm a beleaguered, you know, cowboy fan for life. Uh, you know, what actually happened to me was uh, her husband uh, was a cowboy fan. So my grandpa and uh, we were big, you know, it, it was one of those things where your grandpa wants to like kind of indoctrinate you with what he loves. And so he's from Texas. And so when they when they got married, so he'd always send me cowboy stuff. And I I lived in Alaska. So I growing up, um, I actually lived in Alaska. They lived in California. And so we didn't see each other too much. Um, but we we got to spend time together certain times. Well, he'd always send us cowboy stuff, like uh <laughs> and, and just to indoctrinate me and stuff. So we were very close. And then we had moved. So my when my parents split up, and then after I basically just had a single mom when I was nine years old, we had moved into my brothers in Nevada, and me and him were gonna go to a Cowboys game. So we are we were planning on going to a Cowboys game that year. We were really excited about that, but unfortunately, he got killed in a drunk driving accident. And so I lost my grandpa and, and, and it was really like, it was hard for me. Cause that was kind of my father figure too. Someone who's always been there, but he's a huge cowboy fan. So that's where my fandom comes from. And when I started my Twitter account and I know this sounds stupid for everybody out there, but like my grandma had just passed and I was trying to kind of do like a, I didn't, I am terrible. I am not creative with names. Like all of our shows that we do, Jeff Bell, creates all the titles because I can't do it. Like he's got this weird ADHD mind out there. My co-host. And he does these things that are there. Me, I, it would just literally be college football show. So like my Twitter name, I had no idea. Like I had no idea what to put. So I was just like, you know what? I love the Cowboys. Emmett Smith was my favorite or his favorite player. So, it, you know, it was kind of like an homage to him. Had I known I was going to be like in the fantasy space, I might change it. But now I can't. Now it's a yeah. personal thing. Um, yeah. and so it really just stems from my, my, my grandpa being a K Emmett Smith fan, a cowboy fan. And I love the Cowboys. Like I am a fan through and through. So like, um, I don't mind being associated with them either, except for, you know, when they, when Jerry Jones says stupid things or does, stupid things. which is a lot of the time. A anyway, of time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. you brought up Jeff Bell. If you guys are listening to this right now, a couple episodes ago, if you're listening to this right now, go back a few episodes. Jeff Bell will have an episode. He will. So you'll see it <laughs> anyway um, back to being a Cowboys fan, because that's something I really enjoy talking about considering I'm a Cowboys fan as well. Um, who's your 
right now. Uh, this is 2022, by the way, guys. Uh, but who's the Cowboys player who has your heart right now? Oh, Mika Parsons, baby. Like, I, I, I love that guy. <laughs> He's my guy. Like, I, I like Diggs, and I like, you know, Zeke's always been in my heart because I, I kind of just, I loved him as a player. Um, he was one of my first Debbie picks, so I'm a big Debbie guy. So I got to watch him go, even though he went to Ohio State, I guess I got to watch him go to Cowboys. But I love Parsons, man. He just plays with that fire. He really reminds me of DeMarcus Ware. Like, mm-hmm. he really does. So, like, I love DeMarcus Ware. So, like, and he has that passion, that drive. I just hope we don't screw up where uh, Parsons' career like we did Ware. Like, I, I really, like, that's where I look at, like, those guys. And I've always been kind of lean defensive side. Like, I loved Roy Williams coming up. I love Terrence Newman. Like, I like these guys that have been on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but Parsons is so fun to watch. Like, he, he is just everything that's right about football really is and it's so awesome that he ended up with the cowboys like that was great um growing up or you said you were from alaska originally how was growing up (laughs) and being an nfl fan uh you know it's funny uh you know growing up there my brother actually started one of like the first flag or football like pop warner football leagues there because like he loved football too and we had moved there from reno or when i was really young he wasn't he's 13 years older than me um so he actually started it so we played a little bit of football and i lived in uh Soldotna, alaska for it's on the kenai peninsula for all you out there um but i actually played hockey so i was a hockey guy so i played hockey from five years old it's basically nine until we moved and um we moved from alaska and playing hockey and all that to nevada where they didn't have they don't have ice in nevada it's hot and they don't have that stuff so i grew up playing hockey i think that's where the physicality came from um but i i loved it there like it is uh it's different it's it's it takes a different person to live there i lived in southern alaska on the peninsula so it wasn't as cold you're i mean it's cold but it's not always dark or light like it's pretty normal for the most part um, but it, it's, it's an interesting area. We, we, we got to go back there a couple years ago. I got to see where I grew up because we actually built our house from the ground up. My family did when we moved there. Um, and so that's a really cool story because all those TV shows now that kind of idolize it and stuff. We did that. We built it right on the lake. Uh, one of my chores was actually going out and like breaking up the pipes with the ice because it got cold out. Like I, I drove my snowmobile to the bus stop. It took me an hour and a half to get to school because how far we lived outside of town. Like we did all of that. Like it was awesome. And then being a sports fan, I was a Red Wings fan, Detroit Red Wings, because that's when they were really good for for that. And then I used to watch the Cowboys when I could. But, you know, technology is so much different now. We, you can watch anything anywhere now. Back then you were stuck at four channels, maybe three. So you watch <laughs> what was on. It was hockey. It was hockey. Well, how did you get involved with fantasy football? So uh, in high school. So in high school, I was 14. And uh, my best friend at the time, me and him, uh, we co-owned a team together with his in his dad's league. So one of his, his dad's friends just dropped out the day of the draft. You know how that goes. Just someone just leaves and doesn't yeah. come in your home draft. And you're like, hey, I need somebody. And so his dad looked at us and we're like, we'll do it. And, you know, he didn't <laughs> want to have two 14-year-olds go to his home league draft. Uh, but we did. And so we actually drafted the team and you'll love this. And I, and I, I'm pretty sure is that around the same time Bledsoe was on the Cowboys and all those guys, we were Cowboys fans. So you know what we did? We just drafted because we had no idea what we were doing. Just right. drafted Cowboys fan, like Cowboys players and just whatever. Um, but that really hooked us. Like, and and we still talk all the time, me and him, uh, my buddy Ryan about this and like, we, that's really where we started playing. So I've been playing for almost, you know, I'm 33 now. So you know, basically more than half my life. Like when you're looking at in terms of, you know, I can't do math very well, but pretty close, just having fun and doing that stuff, but nothing too competitive until probably late twenties, but really just fun home league stuff. Um, and, and it really got, it was exciting. And we were really, it was really a lot of fun. Are you still in leagues like that? Like more home type of leagues that aren't 
you know, your typical like industry kind of leagues or anything um, along those. So uh, two years ago, uh, my kind of my big home league kind of fell apart and we hadn't put that one back together. But I did start a, a teacher student league this year because uh, a lot of my students, they asked me questions and all that stuff. And I was like, you guys just want to start a league together? And <laughs> I did it as kind of like a, a tool because a couple of my students that are in the league, like um, they're. I don't know. You know how it happens in education. Sometimes they're deemed like problem kids and they're really not. They're yeah. good kids. They just have, you know, things that are going on at home and stuff like that. Well, ever since they've joined my league and they talk trash, but they do all their work and like they really have dived into content. So for me, it was like a strategy like, hey, you get to hang out and play with them, but only if you actually like, you know, you got to do your bargain in the classroom. Like, and I made stipulations based on like grades, missing assignments and stuff. Um, but that's been a lot of fun because a couple of them beat me. Like one kid beat me by, uh, I needed one point from, I think it was Barkley the second or no, it was like the fourth week in that when he, and he, and he had a drop pass and they were like, Oh, I beat you. And then the kid, <laughs> that freaking kid, he, Owen, and he brings up, he brings the sleeper print out of me losing to him and he with my with our profile pics and he printed it off and he stapled it to my wall and i i think it's hilarious like i love it because that just shows like th i mean this is why we're here like as educators yeah. we're supposed to have like you know it's not just always about teaching it's about teaching other stuff um but that's been a fun league this league so i'm I, i'm i'm hanging in like marquise brown got hurt and i got a lot of guys on the ir right now but i'm i'm in fourth place and i don't i, I gotta make the playoffs casey i cannot not make the playoffs in this league with a bunch no, of high schoolers you, like, have, I can't. To, you have to you i know to. i'm struggling though I, all my guys are getting injured and i'm just like uh oh and like so i had a big win last week and like um it is funny because my ta she's I really want to get her involved. She loves fantasy. And you know how it is with women in fantasy. Sometimes it doesn't, they don't get that. So right. she's in the league um, and she's been talking trash to me. I beat her last week, finally. And she's like, and so it's just cool, like to have that environment. You know how those leagues are like, um, and, and if this is something, hopefully they're going to be able to, you know, talk about uh, Joe Bryan from football guys going to buy him a tro uh, like a trophy or a, uh, a belt. And so we're going to give it to the winner and stuff. So I, I'm hoping that they just enjoy it. That's the, that's the view. That's the, that's the goal. And that's so awesome. I mean, you see kids getting more involved with fantasy football, you know, younger and younger. And I kind of wish I would have known about it. I used to work with elementary school kids and I would have been able to brag about beating a bunch of elementary school kids, but yeah, <laughs> but like, I didn't know anything about fantasy football back in that time. Um, but seeing like kids get involved with fantasy football and seeing, you know, kids, that start that are starting to get into it at the time that you did and all this stuff. How is it looking at that generation and seeing them get excited about fantasy football? It's a lot of fun. You know, I never had teachers that did this or I never had people that kind of talked to me about this kind of stuff. Like it was kind of just, Oh, Hey, my buddy's dad did this. Um, and you know what you say that too. And these guys are smart and they play yeah. a lot of fantasy. Like they are all in these leagues together. Like, and I didn't know this until I did kind of do it last year, but then this year, especially, you know, they play baseball, they play basketball together. They played a WNBA fantasy league. These wow. guys like, and there's a multiple people in here and like, they like, Oh, we love it. Coleman. And they make them do like, you know how like the waffle house thing, we got to eat waffles or yeah. whatever. Like, so um, one of my, my one of my students, he's 0-7 in the league, and he had to win this week. And he's like, I got to win. I can't get last because they're going to have to wear uh, tights to school. And he's like, I'm too <laughs> big to wear tights, Coleman. I can't do it. And I'm like, you better keep winning. And so, like, we've seen this, and they're good, and they're competitive, and, like, they know how to pick up guys. Like, you should see how many moves these people make in my, in my league. Like, they're picking up guys. They're waiver wire. They're making trades, like legitimate trades, not, like, veto-worthy trades. Like, they're – and it's cruel to see, like – I'm, I'm not probably going to be at the school next year or else I probably would have done like a fantasy football club 
um, because they really are, are diving into it. But I knew that I didn't want to start it and then leave it. Uh, but they would be all in. Like these guys, like these are our next generation of, of maybe analysts and people like that. And like, and I did like a, uh, and I, and they asked me, Hey, like, you know, what can we do? So we did like a, um, like kind of like a YouTube kind of like club slash, like just a meeting of like, Hey, if you want to do like this kind of content. So we have a bunch of kids, like maybe thinking about getting into the content and stuff, kind of like we see Hutch with and some of these other yeah. younger guys in there. And so, um, I've just been able to give back to them and that's been really cool. And then they've taught me a few things like, Hey, Coleman, you know, don't do TikTok. I'm like, all right, I know I'm too old. I'm too old for that. <laughs> but, um, so like it's been fun, but I think that they're coming and, and and they're really and they're really smart and it's really cool to see and it gives them an outlet, especially our youth. They need outlets right now. Uh, a lot of mental health stuff going on right now after the last couple of years and like this is mm-hmm. really giving them that outlet and stuff and and communication and stuff like that. So I've been pretty I've been pretty proud of them. Uh, that's you know your kid's telling you TikTok no, but I had Matt Waldman <laughs> tell me yes, TikTok yes. So I don't know who am I supposed to believe. I well, they know. don't want me on there. They just don't want to see my <laughs> ugly face. They, they <laughs> see me enough. Way. Like they don't need to see me again. Oh come on, get TikTok famous. Then <laughs> yeah, no, no, <laughs> I, I show cannot. Up in there, yeah. Uh, and getting old happens fast, Casey. It, it, you know, I did oh, not I realize it until the other day, like when they were talking about all these people, and I'm like, man, I don't know any of those artists. Ooh. I used to. I used to know those guys. Like I used to be the cool one, and now I'm the old guy with two kids. And like that, that definitely it happens fast. It happens very. F- I go on like Spotify and look at like the charts to see what kind of music is trending. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my god, I feel. Oh my gosh, I get where, where my parents were coming from with yep. you know what I was listening to. You know, so totally. Oh, but also. So speaking of kids, sure, sure, sure. Um, speaking of being young, young Debbie, Debbie is where we're going to go now with this. Because <laughs> first of all, um, people listening to this might not even know what Debbie is. So yes. you kind of give it your, like in a nutshell, this is what Debbie is. Spiel? Sure. Yes, yes. I, I know it's niche and everything there, but essentially it's just, it's a dynasty league. And then you have a separate draft where you get to draft college players uh, to your roster and you basically hold them on like you're a minor league baseball team. So they're on your taxi squad and they become tradable assets so you can trade them. So, for example, you can trade, you know, Bryce Young right now if you had drafted them uh, for, you know, Matthew Stafford in a second or something like that. So if you're rebuilding, you get Bryce. And then if you're not like whatever the case may be. Um, And so essentially it just I think one thing it does is it adds fun to a unique format because you get another draft and we all know we love drafting. So you get to draft and try to hit on players. And I think one thing it does, it's a character building exercise because you're going to miss on a lot of college guys because that's just the nature of college football and like prospects, but also like it's competitive. Like you want to hit some of these guys like you, you get a hit on like Javante Williams who came out of nowhere in college, but you drafted him and you get to hang that over your buddies because let's be honest. Fantasy is about talking <laughs> shit with your buddies. Yes. Like that's just, that's what it is. Like no matter where it goes. And so Debbie is essentially just draft college players. You keep them on your taxi squad and, and you get to have them and you get to move them around and um, trade them and, and you have another draft and another kind of viewpoint there. And it's just, it's not for everybody. I know that, but it can be fun if you have any kind of understanding of college football. When did you become a fan of college football? Oh, since I was a kid. I love college football. I'm a big Michigan fan, uh, Wolverines. I got a helmet when I was a baby. Uh, that's really where my <laughs> fandom comes from. Like, I just really what it has. That Michigan helmet is everything there. I didn't end up going to college. I went to a state school, so we didn't have football. So, like, I really, you know, Michigan is there for me. And just, I love the pageantry of it. I go to games. I'm season ticket holder. I'm getting my daughters, like, hooked on it. My wife's pissed right now because uh, <laughs> on, on Saturday, my youngest, her name's Riley. She's three. 
and they were having a girls' night, and I was like, "Dad's gonna go to the." Um, one of my friends couldn't make it to the my, the my game, the Fresno State game, with me. I was like, "Hey, Dad's got a free ticket. Do you want to come?" And she's like, "Yes." And then she chose me over to girls' night. So we're we're on our way. Like we're do- indoctrinating her slowly into this. But I just love it, like the pageantry, the uh, the, the, the storylines, and like I love. I just loved. I love call. I know NFL is king, but like to me, college football has so many different storylines. Um, Vince Young was a huge part. Like I love watching Vince play when he was younger. Reggie Bush, like those teams, like that early 2000s mid 2000s like that's what i really grew up on and just and i just kind of fell in love with it from there and so how did you find out about hey i can do this debbie league stuff i can do this diving into college football players thing yeah i wish i wouldn't have because i become a degenerate that's really <laughs> it wouldn't happen. it happens, it happens. Uh, one of my buddies uh, you know and, and when, we're, when we're going into this uh, we were in a dynasty league together and it's like 2017 so this is way before like i I was been playing kind of this like before I got into the space and analysts and stuff. And he's like, Hey, we have an opening in our Debbie league. And of course you're like, what the hell is Debbie? And he's like, Oh, this is where you, and as soon as he said college football, I was hooked. Like I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Like, what is this? And so then uh, really it started there. And like, that's where my love for the format kind of came into. And it was just some guy in a league one time, one of my buddies in my league saying, Hey, we have an opening in this. Here's what it is. And you know what it does. Then you snowball it. Now you're in all these leagues of Debbie. And that's really just where it came from. Are you the type of person that can rattle off how many leagues you're in? Or do you have a manageable number at least? I have a, <laughs> so I have a manageable number. So I am, uh, uh, I have, I want to say I'm at 18 right now, but that that's going to, that's like with all the charity leagues and stuff, like in yeah. realistically, like, I think I have nine dynasty leagues basically. And that's really where I stay at in terms of like, I'll probably need to cut a couple more depending on my career change here this next year. Um, if I have enough time, but no, there's some people that are in like 40, 50, 60 leagues. And I just don't know how you do it. Like, I don't know. Waivers got to be just a nightmare. It, well, it's really cool to talk to you. So you already, I mean, it's cool to talk to you in general, but you had brought this up earlier about not, not being a, you know, I'm not going to do this full time. And, and, yeah. you know, you've got a family and you got, you know, you've got what you got going on and you know, you know where you're going, uh, where I, am I going? I'm not really sure with this question, <laughs> but no. Um, so that's really refreshing to see because a lot of people are all grind all the time trying to be full time. So it's yeah. refreshing to see somebody in the space come out and actively say like, Hey, you know, I've got a lot of stuff going on. Cause a lot of people feel like if I'm, you know, if I'm not full time, then maybe it doesn't really matter, but you're proving that it does obviously with all the, you know, all the awesome things people have to say about your content and all the, the awesome work you put out. So, um, I guess what I'm trying to get to <laughs> is, you know, what kind of advice do you have for individuals out there who think maybe like, you know, can I do this part time? Am I going to be able, you know, like, am I going to want more? Am I going to, you know, how do I balance it? It's a lot, but. Um, yeah, no, you're, you're, this is a good question. I know. I, I, I <laughs> no, know it's not. No, 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 it is. No, it is. So balance is key. So I, I, um, it's all I can, I think it's dependent on where you're at in life, right? Like if you're younger yeah. and like yeah. you think, cause so let's, let's be honest to everybody out there. Like there's not a ton of money in this. Like, so like, you know, when you're looking at jobs, like I've interviews for some full-time jobs 
And when it comes down to it, the money's not there for me personally with the family that I'm raising. And like, I'm the single income provider. Like I would love to do this full time if I could, but I'm not, I I'm realistic of what like that looks like now. Maybe. Yeah. If I was on ESPN or these other platforms, I could be making a livable wage. Um, but I don't, I, I don't think I can get there yet. And it doesn't make sense for my family, which comes first. But again, if you're out there and you're like, hmm, what do I do now? The, the grinding takes a while. Like, right. you know, for two years, I mean, I just got on with football guys in March and, or February, basically. And but it took me about two years, really. That's kind of almost my two year anniversary there of really just putting out content like all the time. Like, I know I, I bounced around a little. I went to fantasy pros and say what you want about fantasy pros. Like there are there are people out there naysayers about them and this. They give you a platform. What they you do, do with that platform is up to you. Like yeah. how you how you look at it from that perspective. And the way I always looked at that relationship was like, I know they're using me probably because I am labor and they want articles and that's fine. But again, I'm going to put out stuff that I think is valuable. So if someone comes across it at some point and all mm. it takes is one person to see your work out there, everybody. Like, so it's all it takes. It's like, oh, that's really good. Um, and I think that's that's where I, I kind of looked at it from. But as far as full time or part time, like there's not that many full time spots. There's mm -hmm. dudes that have been doing this for 20 years that still aren't full time. And so I think you just get into this manageable. OK, what do I what am I going to get out of this? So for me, like I grind like I'm full time when I'm when I when I'm at night and when I'm not going to bother, like I don't take family time out of it. Like right. I, at the beginning, I did like at the beginning. I realized <laughs> like, well, you know, you know how it goes like at the yep. beginning, you, you get that like. I'm going to, I have that chip on my shoulder and I'm going to show people. And unfortunately, sometimes that, that carries over into real life. Right. And then you're like, Oh wait, I can't do this. So like, and my wife talked to me one day and she's super supportive. Like my wife, I married her. And this is what's funny. My buddies always are like, how does she let you do this? Well, because dumbass, I married her for a reason. Like she knew who <laughs> I am. Like she knows, like I'm very passionate about things and I'm going to go 110%. And she knows that she knew that marrying me. So like when I dived into this, she's like, she's like, I know what you're going to do. I support you. But if it comes to a time where I feel like it's affecting us, I'm going to let you know. And she was very good about this. And, and in like middle, probably, you know, in the middle of it all, she's like, Hey, I need your help. Like you got to like draw back a little bit. And then that's when around the time I realized like full-time probably wasn't going to be an option based on the things that I've saw, like the money and all that kind of stuff. And so it really helped me. Like it really kind of like, and it, it just having a good support system helps too. You know, that just having that person saying, Hey, we, yeah. we need you back. And I, and I think looking at it from that, I was like, Oh, okay. And then, and, but then you just fall into this thing. Like I'm very comfortable with where I'm at. Like I don't need, I could go away from Twitter and all that stuff and just mm -hmm. have a couple articles every once in a while. And I'm okay with that because my value is in a real life kind of area. Like I have, I teach and I'm going to be hopefully administrator next year. Like that's my, my job. Um, this is my passion and this is where I want to help people, but it's passion. It's if it ever turned into not a passion, I just quit. No, nah, I feel you on that. And, it, you know, I wish that it, that being, you know, a full time analyst or whatever was a thing that was a thing when I was, yeah. you know, in high school or in middle <laughs> yeah. school when everybody's trying to figure out what they want to do when they get older, when they grow up. What did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, it, it, it took me a while. So I, I bounced around a little bit in, in college in there. Uh, so I, you know, going through um what I really wanted to be is I, I wanted to help people. I knew that. So I, I first started with, uh, I wanted to be a physical therapist and I was really going towards that route, but I'm really trash at science. Like I was really <laughs> like, I'm just not very good at it. And so like yeah. when I saw the requirements for a physical therapist, I'm like, 
yeah, I'm pretty self-aware. That's nearly not going to work. Uh, and then, um, you know, I, I went into like, maybe I was going to be a, a police officer. I have a lot of cops in my family and, but I'm colorblind. So back then though, in 2007, 2008, it's really hard to get a job anywhere at that time. But like I was tested for this, but I couldn't pass. They had like strict rules about colorblindness. Now they don't, they've kind of wavered that a little bit. I'm not full colorblind, but I wouldn't pass the physical. And so then I had to reinvent myself again and say, okay, what do I want to do? And it's funny, like where I kind of, my passion came from is I had, I had a side job. I was broke as shit in college and I needed a job and someone um, needed a, a seventh grade girls B team basketball coach. And I love basketball and, I, and I, I've coached it for a long time. I retired a couple of years ago once I had my second, my, my second daughter. And I, you should have seen this team case. It was so bad. These girls were so bad because it's, <laughs> it's the, it's the B team. So it's already not the greatest team. And we won one game that year, but I had so much fun coaching them. It was my first coaching experience. You're like, you, it kind of, I was like, you know what? I think I can work with kids. And that's where my passion for like educating came from. I was like, that's probably where I'm going to go. Um, but it really just came down to me asking, like answering a wanted ad, literally a wanted ad in the paper. That's what they used to do back in the day, boys and girls, not before all this other stuff. And they needed a coach and I just showed up and they were so desperate. They hired a, basically a 20 year old kid to coach a seventh grade boy, boy, uh, girls team. <laughs> I like that. The, <laughs> do you play any other, speaking of other sports, but do you play any other fantasy sports besides fantasy football? I do fantasy basketball. Uh, I'm in one dynasty fantasy basketball league with Jacob wow. Dunn. Uh, eight, uh, we, me and him are in a league together. Uh, and then I don't do baseball. I tried baseball one year when I was really into baseball and it was hard. And now I've kind of fall off of that too. <laughs> um, and I'm starting, we're going to start one because there's a few people that we, I want to do fantasy golf. I, I love golf because mm. I'm getting old and I love golf. Um, and th there's some platforms for that. So we are looking into that in January to start that, but now pretty much just fantasy football and in one league, if I do anything else. Yeah. I need to get into maybe not playing other fantasy sports, but I want to interview more people that are in all kinds of fantasy yeah. spaces. And every now and then I'll get a guy who's like, Oh, I also do baseball. And I'm like really big into baseball. I'm gonna, you know, I'll get a woman who's like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm really into like basketball and I do this. And I'm like, Okay. So then I feel like I'm like, this is kind of better for me. Cause I can ask you more questions that I, you know, have no clue what's going yeah. on. You can kind of help me from, from the start. So, <laughs> um, but from the start, okay. So dynasty pros, you had brought up earlier and that's been kind of a, a platform for a lot of people to kind of get their like start, even just like tasting what it's like to kind of put out content. And like you said, making like you put out content that you wanted to put out, and then you brought up also being with football guys, which is awesome because I've had so many football guys on the show, like literally football, not just football guys, but the football, you know, guys from football guys. And so it's, it's super rad to be able to interview all you guys. And I, and I've said it to almost every single person that's been on that you guys seem like such a, a great group of people. Like you guys are a family, like you guys mm -hmm. are like all really respectable. You guys are all really you know, I'm great at what you do. So how does it feel being a part of something that that's that big and that, that great? Yeah. Yeah. So first, can I tell you a story about fantasy pros real quick? Cause I just want to, yeah. especially for people out there that, um, want to kind of start. So right. when, when I applied to fantasy pros, cause someone told me to apply from fantasy pros. So I just assumed I was going to get it like, Oh, mm -hmm. well, of course they assumed I sent in my work and everything like that. And you got to be understanding, like you gotta understand how the space kind of works you really have to know someone. And even if you do know someone, you probably don't know the right person because that's just not how it works. Like it's just not how it works. So they sent me back and they said, Hey, 
you're not good enough. This isn't good enough. And I thought it was excellent. And I think I thought I was like, what are you talking about? And so like, and it really depressed me because I was like, no, I'm supposed to go work with Jeff Bell and Christian Williams for Debbie. Like, this is what it was supposed to be. Like, I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on right now. And literally, I felt sorry for myself for like four or five days. And I could have quit right there. I could have just said, you know what? Screw it. I'm done. Like, this is it. But, you know, I, we, and those of you out there, if something like this happens, you know what I did? I resent them another article and I sent them a video that I had recently done for YouTube that had like 10,000 views on it. And I said, check these out. If you're telling me that these things aren't good enough, then I'm going to reevaluate my, my, my standing in here. But I don't, I don't think you really looked at my, my work. So please go back and look and see what you did. And to their credit, they said, Nope, you're right. We want you here. And then they hired me. So mm-hmm. don't like take rejection out there. Like, and, and, and don't send like a bunch of stuff out there if you're, if you're new, but for me, like at that point, I felt comfortable doing that because I felt like I had a body of work to do it with. And mm-hmm. then I did it and I said, Hey, no, I think you need to recheck this because I think I do good enough work for your platform. And so like, and I always tell people that cause you're going to get rejected a lot in this space, especially if people don't know you and don't give up, like, just keep, Hey, wait, no, no, no. I think this is good. Like, and that's why for me, I always try to give back. Like people will DM me the articles and I always read them. And I, I I've gotten people hired at other places. I'm like, Hey, this would be a good spot for here. Like here, let me reach out to them. They don't know me very well, but at least they know me better than you. So let me <laughs> kind of say, Hey, here's some work and I'll connect you. Then it's on you. Your job is to do that, but I'll try to get that connection. Um, but sorry, I know you had a question about football guys, but I, I, I really want to reiterate to people like, don't give up because if you really want to do this, like, and I know it's so stupid and cliche, but like, if you really want to do it, like you're going to get those naysayers in the space. And just, if you put out good work every time, you're going to have that following and that backing. And it doesn't matter anymore. Cause if you put out good work, they can't deny you for that long. Like you're going to be able they'll find you. And then you have, you trust yourself. And I think, I think that's where it comes from. And that comes with football guys. Like I know Joe Bryant. If you, have you, if you talked to Joe, do you know, Joe, Yes. He's Joe is, him. um, Joe's a good man. Like for me, like when, when I'm going to define like people and and I, and I talked to Joe when he hired me and I just, I remember the conversation and it was basically like, I I was interviewing him too. Like, and know that like, you should be interviewing the people you're working with, like, Mm -hmm. especially in the space. Like one, one thing that like I followed these guys and I think you have to fit the brand. Like, And it matters. Like there's certain brands I would never be able to work with. And I, and and I won't name them, but we know like, there's just some that I couldn't personally fit with based on who I am as a person. And it's Mm -hmm. not that they're bad brands. It's just, I don't fit. And I know that I don't fit. So when I was talking to Joe Bryan, who's a leader of football guys, like he's a master communicator. He's a master leader. Like he knows how to like really lead a good company. Um, just, just, after like that 20 minute conversation, I was like, yeah, I could work here for the rest of my life if I wanted to, just based on who we was. And every, like you said, we're in base camp. It's a, it's a, it's like Slack, but it's called base camp. And we have fiery meetings sometimes, or we have like people that kind of like, you know, we have very fierce conversations. I like to call them that like, <laughs> Hey, you know, like fierce conversations over like takes and stuff like that. But there's a level of just a respect for one another that you don't get on other platforms that we see. Like, Hey, I might not like a take of yours, or maybe you got this wrong, but let's talk about why, where does that come from? And I think that's the value. If people could see those conversations, they'd realize like how much work goes into this and like what football guys brings to the table. And in reality, like, and it's something that he's taught me too, Joe and these guys, like we're not, 
we're not making content for anybody else but the consumer and those consumers aren't on these platforms you guys are on like these consumers are are on our website that's where they go to like and, yeah. and how do we do this and i've not met one person from football guys that, that i i don't respect and love and like they are just good people and then that's where i come from and i like to make content with good people and like i'm sure whoever's listening to this right now was probably like oh my gosh you're sucking up hardcore but no F football guys like i've gained so much respect for football guys as a brand just talking to a bunch of you guys from over there like being able to talk to you and and every single one of you has been so willing to help other people out and just like you know send me your stuff or let me you know and i yeah. let you know ask me questions and do and it's just really cool to see because as somebody in this space who you know kind of struggled to figure out exactly what I was going to do and decided like, Hey, I don't, you know, I don't really know. And I waited till somebody asked me, you know, do you want to write? And I'm like, sure, yeah. whatever. But it's <laughs> cool to see, you know? So, you know, and like you said, the interviewing thing is very interesting too, because you do kind of want to make sure that you guys are all vibing and, and mm. everything. And speaking of people vibing, see, I love to, my, I'm really bad at this whole like transitioning thing. So uh, <laughs> speaking of, let's go to uh, something that's really good. And that's the Debbie Royale. Can oh. you um kind of, because I brought up how Jeff was on here um, earlier, but can you bring up, can you kind of tell everybody what the podcast is all about and how you guys came up with it? Yeah, it's fo it's funny. Um, you know, we started it. So the Debbie Royale is basically a brand now. Um, and we when we started it, me and Jeff, like I was working for Hammercast, like I mentioned earlier in the show, and I Jeff DM'd me like and, and said, Hey, I'd love to come talk about Ohio State because I was doing a series where I was talking about like college football teams. And he just out of the blue, I never had met Jeff before. I think I talked to him maybe once because he did some stupid princess uh thing he used to do on Twitter all the time. <laughs> yeah. And like I was messing with him one time and like uh, and, and, and then he DM me and said, Hey, can I come on? I'm like, yeah, sure. Come on. And like, let's talk about how stay. So we just did a podcast together for an hour. And I said, Hey, yeah, nice to meet you and all that stuff. Um, and then a month later, Jeff came back and said, Hey, I think we could do a, a college football podcast. And I was like, and he's like, I want to bring this guy on that I've been talking to. His name is Christian. And I had never even talked to Christian Williams before in my entire life. And so I was like, yeah, sure. What the hell? Like we might as well, like we had a good kind of like, you know, repertoire. We worked good together on the pod. And so we just started this brand and I'll be honest, like it was bumpy at first. You know how that kind of goes. Like, um, yeah. we, me and Christian talked for the, like we talked, but like really like this, like face to face, um, uh, mainly on like zoom for the, like the Sunday. And we had our first show on that Tuesday and we had never really had like any cock like that, but it actually, it worked because we were pretty seamless. Like, us together starting this brand like and i think the most important thing for us is that we all kind of have our own followings in our own weird way like you've seen ghostbusters you know when the streams cross that's <laughs> what happens like i always make fun of with those guys like i kind of have like a debbie following and like kind of a college football following jeff's got like he's got some weirdos that follow him but he's also got like some just <laughs> he's got like fun and like all this stuff then he's got really hardcore fantasy redraft guys christian's got like the scouting community behind him because he's really that's where he comes from so it's always funny when one of our tweets like people don't realize like we're we either do a show together sometimes or whatever and we're messing with each other because like when the streams cross everybody always yells at us and it's like whoa whoa, whoa we're friends like we're, we're just messing here <laughs> um so it really just started from that and it's grown like it, it, you know and we were very slow about this like very organic like hey we're just gonna have fun every tuesday night and then we're just gonna grow and just gonna see how it goes um and it's been interesting. Like we started on Patreon, which we didn't think anybody was going to sign up for. Now we have 98, 99 people on wow. there. 
Um, we did our manifesto. So we wrote like a 250 page document on college football this last year. Uh, and it's just grown. And then like, you know, you saw, I don't know if you saw, uh, football guys bought us out basically. Um, and they took our, our podcast over. So we still have the Debbie Royale, basically have the Patreon and like the YouTube channel now, which now we're basically spending a lot of time focused on YouTube channel and the podcast. Now we have a college football show for the first time ever on football guys. They've never done college football before, uh, wow. but we all worked there and they were like, you know what? We want to bring this over. So now I'm starting to get my goal of like bringing the not mainstream, the niche college football stuff to a football guys platform, which is really cool because they've never had this before. And uh, we were able to grow and and we're friends like people, you know, Twitter and all these other things like me and Jeff and Christian are friends like we are legitimate friends. But that doesn't mean we agree on everything. Like it doesn't mean like we don't fight. And you know how this goes with people you probably met in the space. Like there's mm -hmm. times where I'm like, no, Jeff, you're wrong. Like, yeah. you know, we were we've been fighting for a week over the whole Arthur Smith Atlanta thing that he's been going crazy about. Like. Um, and, and we, we disagree all the time. And so like, I think sometimes it's, it's sad because people lump us together and say like, Oh, one take is all their takes. And it's like, no, that's not how this works. Like we're, we're our own people. We built up a very successful brand for us, what we want to do part-time, what we're looking at. Um, mm -hmm. but it's awesome. Like I love talking to those guys. Yeah, it is really cool. And the fact that you guys are different and don't always have the same yeah. thought process, that's what, you know, makes for a good podcast, in my opinion, a good, you know, all around brand in general is to have not it being all the same type of person. So it's really cool that you were able that you guys were able to do that. Have you met them in person or has it only been a behind the camera kind of thing? So it was until I went to the expo this year. So I actually, um, I, I, and the biggest reason why it's hard for me from California, it's expensive and it's, yeah. uh, but, um, uh, we went to the expo, we met and we, we spent the weekend together and that was a lot of fun, but it basically was like just us again. Like it, it and that's the thing, like what you see from me or hear from me or them on our show or even on Twitter, that's how we are. Like that is a hundred percent just how we are. Like, that's just, you know, it, you know I, I tweet mm -hmm. out a picture during that time, I, I literally were staying in a house together, Airbnb, and I walk out and Jeff is sitting cross-legged underneath the uh, coffee table, eating cereal, typing an article and watching Mean Girls. Like that's Jeff <laughs> Bell. That is Jeff. And then like great. for me, and like, and that's just him. And like, and then like, you know, and it was a lot of fun and we met. And so like when we met and we talked and we did those things, like it kind of, it kind of showed me why we do this. And like, oh, all right, these guys are my guys. This is why we create content. We create good to content, in my opinion, for what we're trying to accomplish. Um, and and I loved it. And it just came from like Jeff's just saying, hey, I think I have a vision here. And it made, made me and Christian never talking before and just roll it into it. And it's turned into something that actually can provide for my family. And so that I, I'm very thankful for that. If someone's wanting to start a podcast and they're not exactly sure what they should be looking for in a co-host, what kind of tips or tricks do you have for making sure that like your podcast <laughs> goes smoother? then you know you're so for a, like a co-host like just um you know you gotta have someone that's is gonna be there every time like you have to have someone that's committed like you can't i, I and i it hurts me when i see this sometimes and i'll say like oh not gonna be here this week we'll be back next week like no you can't miss a show like you just can't do it like and i think 
Uh, and, and for us, our show works with three people. You have to do it with three people. Like it just, it doesn't work. And sometimes we're out, there's things that happen. Um, right. but we always have a show. Like there's always a show. If one of us can't be there, we, we record on a Sunday. We will play it again. Like, so we haven't missed a show in like two years. So we go every night and like, that's just the, that's just the reality. That's what we're trying to do here. And, um, and I think that's consistency having someone that's going to be there. That's why I think I see a lot of young guys get into this and you know, I was younger. There was no, I, I was not going to probably do a podcast every week because I was out having fun. Yeah. That's just kind of the reality of what my life was. So like you got to find people that are definitely going to be in it and they say, Hey, and I think you also need to find a person that numbers are a number. They're not necessarily dictating what you are because you know that they're going to go listen to these other, no one's going to listen to you right away. And then most people are not going to listen to you after a couple of years, fantasy footballers, these other guys, like that's, those are, those are different than what you should try to be creating. Like we always came into it with an understanding of like, let's create stuff for what we think people need and knowing that we're probably not going to get a huge following all the time and that's okay. So having kind of like you and your person that you find out there having goals, like we actually sat down before we started this whole thing and said, what are our goals? Like, what do we all want out of this just before? Because we were saying like, Hey, if we're not on the same page right now in two years, when we have a disagreement, this isn't going to work. Like we got to mm -hmm. be on the same page. So consistency, being on the same page, understanding your goals and then making decisions together and never like two versus one or one-on-one, -on -one, like, Hey, this is how we do it. And I think one area too, is knowing like, is it about money or is it about, cause I can tell you right now, you're not gonna make a lot of that, but is it about money or is it about like, why passion and where that comes from so if you find someone that has passion about it i just love talking to jeff and christian for an hour about college football that's all i care about like that's mm -hmm. where it comes from like I, I i've never got onto a show where like oh i gotta do a show tonight like that's not me like i love tuesday nights at 9 30 because i get to hang out with my friends yeah and that's that's great to hear and how do you go about getting your podcast out for more ears and your content how do you go about spreading that word oh it's such a grind uh you know for me when we first started it was kind of twitter live streams and that was when Streamyard you could talk to people so we kind of use that platform um i i am not against and i am i am not shamed at all on this i freaking email people Stacey. like i straight up like and as a coach and as like a teacher i know that a lot of coaches are in the fantasy sports I go and look up people's email directories and I send that shit out and I don't even care if they, whatever, like I will go. And like, so we did that early and we got a lot of good feedback. We got some negative ones. Like you bastards stop emailing me. But most of the time, <laughs> like, Hey, I liked your pod. That's where you got it from. So like I, and that took me a while. Like you're going through emails and you're blind CCing and you're doing things the right way. It was very professional, but it right. was also like, cause it's hard. Like, and I think one other area, like Twitter should not be where you, get all your people at because I there's so much on there. They're not listening to you for the most part. Like that's not where it's a good base. Maybe find 50 or 60 guys. Um, but I just cold called email people, man. And I just kind of said, Hey, listen to this. It's college football. Here's what we do. We do a little bit of fantasy stuff. Like I think this would be interesting for you to listen to. Um, because my thing was I was trying to get those people. I didn't want my friends. I mean, I don't mind my friends listening to my podcast, but I, I, I want people out there that like, Hey, I want to get a different group. And then they just tell other people and they tell other people. The one thing we've found though, is that the Debbie community in a nutshell, they like to hide people they like yeah. because 
they want to, <laughs> they want to get it up in their league. So like for us, like, I think our Patreon probably would have a lot more people, but people don't want to tell people like, Hey, this is a really good product. You're in a league with me. You should get this. Like, so I think that's another area of like how you do it, but just grind, man. There is no bad way. There's, you know, you know, how they talk about the publicity thing. Like, um, you know, every good publicity is any publicity. I really believe that. And as long as you're being respectful, you go out there, you send that. I made cards one time and passed them out. My kids back to school night. Like I was just, I, that's what I do. And it, uh, cause that's how I, I've got taught. You just grind and grind away. I like that a lot. Making cards. I, I keep thinking about like making cards and leaving them around with like yeah. QR code to my web, to my, you know, to all my stuff. But <laughs> Patreon has been a game changer for a lot of people. Yeah. Like any YouTube video I watch at the end, there's like a million scrolls of <laughs> people's names saying these are my pat patrons and everything. Uh, how do you utilize Patreon? So, yeah, we're still learning here. So those of you out there, like we built our Patreon essentially to have our manifesto. And so we would just send out updates and stuff. And then basically in August, I said, okay, we got to do more than this. And it really, it's only three bucks a month for all our content. Like it's super cheap for us. Like um, you can, have, there's different tiers, but what I do now is what we do is like, we have basically, we'll, we'll have our discord only. So we have discord for us that only our patrons get. Um, and then also like, we Christian does all 22 breakdowns because you I, I don't know if you know this, but college all 22 is like is is the hardest thing to get. It is impossible. <laughs> like we had to break all kinds of laws. Don't tell anybody, but we had to find all kinds of ways and you can't post it anywhere. So the only way you could post it is somewhere private private. So we do our so he does his all 22 breakdowns on there. Um, I do a weekly podcast with Jay Stein. He's from Dynasty Nerds. He's a really good guy. We do a Wednesday show every morning. Um, and it's only Patreon only podcast. And I do another episode usually during the week. I try to find a guest out there somewhere and we do a Patreon. So we try to do two or three Patreon only podcasts on top of the manifesto, which we have like 300 pages of depth charts, Debbie mocks, all this stuff. We do Debbie only mocks there. We do videos only for our patrons there. We do live um, shows there. Like you just try to be as creative as possible because you want to try to keep people as much as possible. And that doesn't, you know, people leave and stuff like that. Things happen. Um, but it, it's hard though. It's a, it's a grind because you know it's so funny we do all that content and then we actually had a message yesterday and it said like um it said you know you guys really need to do more and i'm like man how much more do you need like what are you talking about we do like three podcasts we do all these youtube videos we do all these private things for you for three dollars what are you getting for three dollars out there $3. that you need more yeah like and, and and it's it's so funny and and you have to laugh you have to chuckle because yeah. you're less like man you can kiss my ass because I we do a lot. Like I don't yeah, know what right? you're talking about, but then you have to like, okay, all right. Like, what, what do you want? You know, like, well, tell me like some things you go into, and I think always having that feedback and that constant. Thing. One thing I do is like, if someone like either drops the Patreon or like says emails me or messages me and says, I say, hey, what could we have done better? I'm I understand you leaving. Um, please don't come back. But like, what what are some things you wish you would have saw? And I take that feedback and I just I adjust, and that's why I've been doing the weekly podcast and stuff like that. And I think it's just important to build that community. Yeah, I was going to, I had a Patreon link for a little bit. I still have a Patreon. I just don't have it turned on right now or whatever, <laughs> because I'm like, I don't really know what to do yet. And I don't want to just put it out there and put it out there. But yeah, it is like you said, it's, it is kind of, you know, you got to think and I can't think outside the box most days. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to get going with that. So uh, it's really cool to hear, you know, how you guys utilize it and how things are changing it's tweaking. fun. It's a yeah. lot though. It, yeah. it's like anything. You just, you're just trying to figure out, I, I don't know. You, you know, I, I just, I, I get worried like sometimes where I'm like, why do I care so much about strangers? And like, and I like, why do I care like these people? But I do really care about the patrons. Like, and those are the people like 
Mm-hmm. I, I've really shifted my focus from the last two years. Like now I'm like, I'm really not going to give you a lot of my takes on, on a social media platform. That's free. Cause if yeah. you really want to follow me, you follow me somewhere. Like, well, right. you, you can get my content and it's a happy median. And I try, so like we try to really with our patrons cause we appreciate them get any type of money. I know I say it's even three, but you're giving somebody money that you deserve something back. That's worth it. Whether right. or not like you're there, it's just hard. Like, you know, and, and you got kids, family life, you got all this crazy stuff going on and you're, and you're trying to do that. Um, so you can get overwhelmed at times. Definitely. I definitely get overwhelmed sometimes. Well, how about when you're not overwhelmed and you have free time and you can go do fun stuff? Uh, I know you brought up that you're married and you have two kids. What do you like to do in your free time? I'm going to say sports and everybody's going to yell at me. I, you know, <laughs> for me, for me, it's just hanging out with my kids. Like right now, like um, they're three and five and like every waking moment, I try to just do things with them, um, you know soccer tennis uh going to the park um, i'm the dad that goes to like the birthday parties like my daughter had a birthday party a few weeks ago it was at a jump house you know like those jump houses that kids jump and they yes. do a trampolines and all the indoor jump trampoline park um and like i dropped the kids off and i was going in i was walking in and the parent was like oh no like you can just leave and it's like no bullshit i'm jumping with my kids like i'm having fun at this party i'm the dad out there <laughs> like gonna tear my acl on some damn trampoline like but I, that's to me, like I didn't have a dad growing up. And so like, for me, like, that's where I put a lot of my emphasis on. Um, and, and like just doing the fun things with them. Like I, every weekend we go do something, uh, take them to football games. I take them to these places. Like that's what I like to do. And then outside of that, like, if it's just me, I love to read, like reading is one of like my areas of, uh, I'm reading the happiness pi- hi- hypothesis right now. Um, and it's a really fun book and it talks about just kind of like, um, how we, how our mind and brand, it's a psychology book. I teach AP psych. So I, I kind of try to relate it back to the class I teach. Um, but just going over that and in golf, I like to golf when I can, when I get out there, um, and just kind of do something. I used to play basketball and stuff, my joints, my knees, I'm getting a little older. So like playing those type <laughs> of sports, they're, they're a little bit of a struggle now. So hanging the kids and then, uh, just getting out there, some hobbies some golf, some stuff like that. And you brought up charity leagues earlier as being some of the leagues that you're in. Are, yes. uh, are you a part of the Scott Fishbowl? Yes, 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 yes. 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 I, I like to bring that up because I feel like I haven't talked about Scott enough in the last few episodes. We have to bring yeah. it up again. But no, um, being a part of charity leagues now, it, it now charity leagues are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Why do you think that the charity aspect of fantasy football has blown up the way that it has? I think because... In, even though that there are people that are loud and maybe negative for the most part, 99% of the, of Twitter, of this fantasy space. And, and I, and I hate saying community because I don't know necessary. We're a pretty messed up family. Um, <laughs> but I would say like, they're just good people that want to get back. And I think that that's where it kind of comes from. Like, um, this is only my second year in Scott fishbowl. That's uh, last year was my first year getting in and this year. And, I think for me, I don't even like, I like to win. Like I, I, you know, I think my team's 13 and three this year. So I do try. Cause I, I, I do like to win. I'm competitive. Um, and then last year I made the playoffs, but then JT's buy killed me. And like, I remember these things like, but at the same time, <laughs> I have a lot of fun with like, Hey, I buy the shirts and I do the streams and I come out and I try to give out back as much as I can. I get the Abbey makers. Or I donate, like I'll do the eliminators. And I think for the most part, we're just all, if you're fantasy, if you're in fantasy, you're already a little weird and you're a little bit, it's just cool. It's just fine. Cause our brains work a little differently. 
Um, and we, we are definitely addicts to it. And, and at the same time, like, I think that we're all good people. And I think we all want to kind of give something to something back. And I think that's where the Scott fish comes in. He's Scott fish is a great guy. I'm mm-hmm. um, in general, just in, in, in Ryan uh, McDermott, great guy. Like these guys have kind of built this industry there. Um, and I think that giving back is one way for us to show how appreciative we are of building this space for people like us to be able to come and do these things. Um, and, and that for me, that's where it kind of, you know, donating and doing those things. I love the league. Um, and, and I'll never not participate in it if I have the chance, but I think we're all good people. Like I, I, am a glass half full type of person. I believe that we all have issues sometimes, but I think we're all good people at times where we want to give back to people that are less fortunate. Couldn't have said it better myself. You put that very nicely. And Scott is a great guy and the whole fantasy football positivity movement i'm i'm all for so yeah. <laughs> um okay well before we go I, I you know have learned a lot about you but i haven't learned one important question which is if you didn't have your beard and you didn't <laughs> have your glasses on would your co-host be able to recognize you if you weren't talking um probably not i i've shaved one time casey and they did not they <laughs> you should have seen their face when i popped on the stream yard they were like who is this dude like i look way too young my wife will let me shave either so don't worry like that's <laughs> it's not happening that was a one time i messed up and like that that's part of it i messed up and that's part of it okay that's all i wanted to know because i ask whenever i i see a nice beard does anybody uh, like do you have the best beard in fantasy or are there other people that you think? Oh, I think, uh, man, best beard in fantasy. That's a tough one. I think that, uh, I'm, I'm up there. I'm top three or four. Like <laughs> I go. definitely, yeah. I, I definitely fit all like the, everybody makes fun of fantasy guys. Cause they have glasses and a beard. I'm just like, damn, that just took a shot at me. Yeah, like, yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, that is me. Uh, <laughs> but no, I like it. I, I think it's well groomed. My, when my wife grooms me, it's better. She doesn't, I like yeah. the ZZ top beard. Like I, over COVID, I had this oh, thing down I was to ask like, you about the COVID beard. Yes, okay. I had this thing down to like my chest, like it was low. And then now my wife's like, no, you're not doing that anymore. You got to be out in public. And I'm like, all right. So now, now I cut it up a little bit, but before I, that thing was getting big. Well, I am so happy to learn about your beard, but I'm very happy to learn about all the good stuff that you got going on. And I want everybody to be able to check out your work. So could you go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you and what you got going on? Yeah, you you know, find my written work, most of it at Football Guys. So if you don't know Football Guys is, uh, you know, footballguys.com, you can go there. Uh, every week I have a big board that's going up. We do all the roundtables uh, and then just random stuff coming out. So you can find it there. Uh, and if you are a Debbie person, college football, uh, you can go on YouTube uh, and you find a Debbie Royale on YouTube channel. We do five videos a week. Uh, covering college football topics, shorts, all of that stuff there. And then also you can find our college football show at Football Guys also. So College Football Guys uh, football show, and that is uh, the Football Guys college football show, excuse me. Um, and that's on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you guys get your podcast, you can find it there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kevin, for coming on the show. It was so awesome to get to talk to another Cowboys fan. like, And it was just awesome to have the, the chat with you. So for everybody listening right now, appreciate it so much. Make sure you come back again for another episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem. And remember to stay red.